Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, brew some coffee, pour a cup. It's time for some more Coffee Talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah no you got bush you definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today manscape after using these life-changing products you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest damn that sounds sounds kind of interesting a little weird a little weird but interesting for sure i'm looking out for you too because i also have an exclusive 20 percent off discount use code chenzo at manscape.com that's c-e-n-z-o Chenzo at manscaped.com. J-O, you too, man. Promo code Chenzo, C-E-N-Z-O, manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Trim up that body a little bit. <laughs> these and, and these things are the best. For real. And Chenzo, I know you competed really good. Last chance, you were like dominating people. And they say, look good, feel good, wrestle good. I mean, is it a coincidence? I'm always trimmed up before I wrestle, so. There you go. And yeah. then you, J.O., have you ever used the trimmer? I do, right? But every time I've been, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, so I'm a real superstitious person, right? All right. <laughs> last <laughs> year, last so year I. I went to the U.S. Open, and I wrecked shop, right? I didn't get a haircut. <laughs> uh, did the same thing for Rome. And then the last three last two competitions right i got a haircut and went and wrestled off now it wasn't my weight but still i got a haircut went and wrestled off lost got a haircut went to the 150 man back pound bracket and lost again so then i was like hold on just let me stop trimming my beard and cutting my hair and just get back to you know going authentic jo don't cut anything caveman style and just show up and it's just, it seems to be working out. So that's hey, working for Jay. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. For everybody who's not Jordan, though, you need this. So go to <laughs> manscaped.com, promo code Chenzo, 20% off free shipping. Get a lawnmower 3.0. These, these things are amazing. I think they speak for themselves. The technology is incredible. You use them in the shower. They're skin safe. Everything else. They're great. LED light. Yeah, Money. LED light. Just Money. too yeah, easy. Good stuff. Jordan, we're going to, have to send you one because now that you know you've got a couple, you've got what a month now before you compete again, right? Right. I'll trim it. I'll trim it. I just okay. won't do any haircuts. That's fair. Oh, you know, that's yeah. Trimmer, yeah. Trim her up. Make oh, it look nice. And, and these and these specialize in below the belt. Yeah. These are so, below uh, like the chest, belt, below the belt, body. Yeah. Part, yeah. So this I is do. you know 
feel good, feel smooth. Yes. So they're our sponsor today. We're thankful for Manscaped. Jordan, you had yourself a weekend. And I know that the last time you wrestled, you did not like how you wrestled. When was that? Was that one of the cards? Yeah, that was the uh, 150 man pound bracket for yep. pro wrestling right. back in December. Yeah. And now you it, didn't go ahead, Chen. So. No, and like it's it's different, you know, because weight class and everything plays a huge role. And like I experienced the same thing too on other cards, just didn't feel like myself because it was a different world class. I don't know if that was the same for you or not, but. I feel like it definitely goes into it. And you looked sharp all weekend, too. Like, you looked healthy. You looked good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely plays a part, right? You, you're, you're wrestling up in weight. So, you know, one thing I specialize in is, is my movement. Mm -hmm. So even having a few extra pounds at 150 and, and the recovery process. Now, don't get me wrong. My recovery process was great at the trials. It looked right? like it. It was sticky J.O. a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the, just the training, the training-wise, you know, uh, you come in at a certain weight usually. Uh, and 150, it was way different than 143, right? Uh, but I think what goes into it is, is, you know, really preparing. I thought I was really prepared for the flow uh, event, uh, but obviously not. And I think that was like, a blessing in disguise, you know, getting to go there. And uh, I wrestled Pantelio, which hats off to him. He executed really well. Uh, and he's a tough wrestler in general. And he's a true 70 kilo guy. Like to your yeah, point about is. weight class, like he's a dominant 70 kilo guy. He wrestled, right. he wrestled at 74 kilos for last yeah. chance. And he looked every bar, every part of it. So, yeah. And, and, and you know, um, he might be short, but when I stood next to him, he got some guns on. Oh yeah, had it for you, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he he brought something to attention to me, right? Uh, which is I'm happy that it happened. But uh, when I wrestled him, you know, I go back and look at it. It was like I was looking for one and out, one and out, fake get out. Um, I wasn't wrestling at a one two three level, right? And and something I did really well this weekend was when I needed to go score and when I put together scores. I was wrestling at a one, two, three, four chain level wrestling. Right. Right. And some of these guys, you know, I wasn't pulling out of fakes. Sometimes I was and at this level, you know, Senzo, it's, 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 uh, Chenzo. You want me to call you Chenzo? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. I prefer, hey, I prefer I people to say my name correctly, but Chenzo. it's cool, gotcha. bro. <laughs> this is, this oh. is the, this is the picture of the weekend, I think. This like summarizes your aggression, like your shots and like your offense was off the chain. I think so too. Yeah, man. And like if that match, especially you were saying, you know, when you need to go get your scores, that was a match where you really need to go get one. And you did like, can you talk about that? Just like that last flurry there. And for those listening, we just showed a picture Tony Rotundo did of, or took of Jordan and Yanni. So he's talking about that match. Um, uh, so, you know, um, as you know, at this level, it's a chess game. Yes. Right? And, and one person that knows me better than anybody besides myself is Johnny, right? We've trained together a lot. Uh, but, you know, going back to that match and going back to that flurry, um, to get to that shot, like I just was saying, we were doing one, two, three, right? 
and and I just scored on him with a fake post pull. He circled out. I hit him with a double and drove him out of bounds. And the score before that, same thing. It was a fake post pull out of the fake sidestep, right? Because Yanni was doing a very good job of throwing his backhand club, right? And I'm going to break it down for you because I was seeing Do it. Everything. Do it. I, I love it. Yeah. Right? So I, w- I kept throwing a, a, a fake and Yanni kept coming in and being very patient, keeping his hands down. He's throwing backhand club to knock me off my fake and put hands on me. Uh, and I remember one time in the match, I was, it was when I got down 3-0 and I threw the fake again. I, do, I threw a fake post and I did my knee drop. But when I came out and he threw his backhand club, I did my little sidestep to see if he would chase it. And as I did the, the backhand club, um, as he threw his backhand club and I sidestepped, I watched his front foot mirror me and chase me. So it gave me, he moved his front foot this much when he threw his backhand club. So I knew he was just, a, he's going to be a little bit off balance. He's not used to taking that step when he's training in the room, right? And, and it was a game of inches. So the next time being down 3 I'm like, I got to go get a score. Again, through the, 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 the fake post. And as the backhand clubs come and I threw the sidestep and I watched him mirror the sidestep. And as he did, I post it. And I was, I had all intention of, of penetrating to the hips to a shot, but it just so happened as I posted, I posted him right by because he was off balance. And I was able just to basically do grab the hips and spin around on the takedown. So when we got deep into the match, right. And I, and I went up and, and I went down three, two, but then I went down four, two, we put together another sequence where I went fake post sidestep snap. And this time I knew he had pressure on him where he, he wanted to start to create distance. So as I snapped, I knew his, his, the mindset, my mindset, you know, and reading them as we're wrestling is okay. I can give up one here. I'm not, I can't give up two. Right. So he's not going to stay into the post and the snap. So as I snap, I felt him start circling angle and Anytime I feel anybody starting to circle angle and after my fake, I'm taking the double leg shot because two things happen. It's either I connect or they're going to, I'm driving up and and possibly getting a push out and just creating more wrestling action. Right. Yeah. So the first one, we got the push out, but the second one, right. I I got back to the same fake sidestep, but same, same fake post snap. Um, and we put together a one, two, three sequence. And all I'm thinking is I'm going to do the same sequence. I'm going to show it to him twice, you know, because to a lot of people, 23 seconds is short time. But to us as wrestlers, when we're when we're on the clock, right? 23 seconds is a lot of time to put together a lot of sequences. And, you know, if you do a 23 second sprint, you're tired after that. Like if you're going for a score that entire time. Very yeah, tired. Yeah, you're dead. So you got to be then, smart with it. Like, even when you go out and score right away, like if you ever notice when you go out and score right away and you look over and you're like, that was only four seconds. Six mm-hmm. seconds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. What? I thought that felt like 15. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I knew, you know, in, in the practice room, 23 seconds. Right. Um, I'm like, I got a lot of time. I can put together the sequences and the sequences that have been working was the fake post, you know, make them feel double snap and start running angle, angle. Um, but then, you know, my go-to shot, my number one shot is a single. Right. So I said, 
You know, let me let me put him in the sequence and see if I can expose the single. Because earlier in the match, I shot the single. Yanni knows I love the single, but I touched it. And I remember letting it go. And, and I start thinking, and this is very selfish. I should have attacked the single, but I remember hitting the single, grabbing it, and I let it go. And I was like, that's going to come later in the match. I'm going to need to use that. This match is close. And I didn't chase it. That's wild. Chase, That's awesome. I usually chase everyone. I felt it. I grabbed it. And I knew his little, he does a little sidekick. Mm-hmm. When he did it, I just let it go. And I was like, okay, maybe it's going to come later. And it just so happened. I'm like, okay, I put together the sequence, pulled. And right there, he stepped. And I shot through and I got to the, the single. And I just kept remembering. I'm like, the only thing you need to do is come across and collect the front of the foot. Because... He's going to kick out and kick up because he's very limber. And that's one of the things he does. And I remember collecting it and just getting it against my chest. So there could be no turn downs, but he couldn't use his flexibility to advantage. Cause I remember, you know, back in the day when Frank tried to push him out, I was thinking that exact same thing too. Fun yeah. on the dime. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I collected it, I just punched hips in and I was like, two things are going to happen. He's going out of bounds or, you know, he's going to try something funky and I'm going to drop my hips on him and collect this too. Um, and that was kind of the last sequence of just remembering what I do best, but, you know, what's been working throughout the match and then getting back to, you know, putting one, two, three, four together to go and get the point. Man, that's awesome. That's a really good breakdown right there. So Yeah, for- and I'm not like the <laughs> technical guy, but that was fascinating to hear how many different thoughts you have during that match because like you said, where you think something's 15 seconds, it's only four, even more so the fact that you have that many thoughts within six minutes of wrestling to make those mid-match adjustments and decisions is wild. And then right after the match, like you could tell you were excited, but I know you feel for Yanni. Like, I knew right away, and I'm like, you know, I've known Yanni a long time. I really like him. And I said that, like, a week before the trials. Like, the trials is full of dreams come true and heartbreak. And you see in a match like that where you're so happy for one guy and so sad for the other. Like, what was going through your head after the match, like, in regards to Yanni? Uh, I was hurt. I was hurt. I, I Anybody close to me and everybody that knows me, even after the match, my coaches, uh, Rebecca, my girlfriend, uh, you know, I couldn't even get back to my room and be, excuse me, and be like completely happy about the win. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the, as soon as we left the, the, the staging, you know, the first person I ran to find, you know, was Yanni, you know, really to just, just to kind of embrace him, but also, you know, let him know like, you know, through thick and thin, I love you like a brother. Uh, and I know, I know what you're going through. And uh, it just sucks. We, we, when we trained together, we knew, you right. know, if, if we would always be like, yeah, it's, it's either you or it's me, but it's one of us. It's nobody else. Um, so, I mean, I talked to Yanni. I talked to Yanni today. I talked to Yanni every week, right? I, if I get something extra or something sweet and gear, I'm like, Yanni, let me send you something. Right? I have something extra. 
Chenzo, I haven't gotten anything from him, have you? Yeah, no, I haven't either. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it just so happened Yanni's my size, but uh yeah, you know, me and Yanni yeah. talk every week. We 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 uh we're really, really good friends. We we formed a really good bond since Ithaca and, and uh, nothing's gonna change that. And we understand that going through this just so happens we're the same weight class. So uh it stinks, but it, Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. Right. And I mean, I can just, you know, uh, reiterate that he's, you know, he's the boy I've, you know, grew up like wrestling with him, like a lot of camps and stuff like that. We're in a lot of dull teams together growing up. So he's always been really good wrestler, very hard worker, extremely humble, just good guy. And I have only good things to say about him. So. Yeah, it's like he's he's the best. It's like, and that that's why people are like, you can't be. You, I, I don't get it why you're not like over the top happy when I'm just like, man, you have no clue. Like, I know what this means. Like, this is, this is crushing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is crushing to him. And, and for us to be so close, I'm like, I can't even, I can't even begin to like phantom like where he's at mentally, just like emotionally and mentally. Like, because you, you even see at the end of the match, he almost pushes me out with six seconds left. Mm-hmm. I figured out a way to like slime out of it and just slip on out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, even after I, I came, I, I talked to Yanni and Kyle after I was like, oh, uh, different words, but I was like, oh crap, man. I was like, he, and hey, yeah, you, you, you can say what you can, you can say what you want. <laughs> that was We're so, cool that. that was <laughs> so close of a match too, where it's like, and I, I can't remember who somebody tweeted it. Like maybe it was Vito. Like, you just need one good day. Like, that's what it takes. And it's funny because you went, I had tweeted out a couple days, maybe the day before, like, you went 0-2 in 2012 at the trials, 0-2 in 2016, and now you won it. And it's very evident, your persistence in the drive, because when I posted it, it was getting shared around like crazy because everybody's like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it wasn't something that was a surprise to anybody. What do you think was the main difference after... You know, you're 32 years old. Wrestling's a young man's sport. 33 now? 30? 30. Okay, 30. I'm about to be 31. Okay. I don't know why I thought 32. JB. JB is 32. I thought JB. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking JB is 32. Like, this is a young man's sport, but yet somehow over the last 12 years of trials, you've now peaked. What do you think you've done that? Is there anything you think you could have done to do this 10 years ago? In 2012 uh for sure you know i go back uh and i think i i think i said it on on one of the first episodes i've done with you um i think it was the discipline factor for me right i'm a very it, anybody that's ever been around me will tell you i work my ass off in the room which i do when i get in the room that's business right whatever's happening outside of the room i don't care if the building two two blocks down just got blown up and we're on alert that does not phase me i'm coming in the room i'm getting my work done and and that's all that matters you know one thing coach smith taught me is you know soon because we have this walkway when you hit the room you know you open oklahoma state room then there's that kind of like this walkway before you end up the locker room 
And he told me the one day, he goes, everything that is outside of this room, all your worries, all your stresses go in a box right here. So it's an imaginary box, obviously, but it's right before the door. Right. And he's like, everything goes into this box. And he's like, you don't worry about anything and you just go into the room, mindless, you know, carefree and just have fun. Right. And, and uh, that always stuck with me when I get in the room, I'm working, I'm working. But what limited me when I was losing the Metcalf and uh, hats off to Brent. Brent's always been freaking top notch competitor. Yeah. Uh, he, he just he was more disciplined than me. Right? I, I didn't do the work outside of the room that I needed to do, whether it was cardio, the way of living, getting to bed, all the other things besides the wrestling and technical work, he was doing better than I was, period. Right, And, and it never allowed me to really put 110% into my confidence that I can beat Brent Metcalf. I knew technically, I could beat him skill wise. I felt like I knew more than him, right? Conditioning, doing all the right things outside of the room. I knew he was doing it better than me. And th there was no way around it. And, and as hard as I trained, and the yeah, matches were close, but, and, and some got blown out of the water, but as hard as I trained and, and, and before I took the match or in match, those thoughts that run through your head, the same kind of thoughts that I'm running through when I'm wrestling Yanni, or those those things pop in your mind. Yeah. Where you're, where you're like, I, I don't have the gas tank to go with this guy, or I am getting tired, or I can't fire 10 shots. I got Jordan, three good shots. Speaking of gas tanks, I think how the tournament played out it's now even more impressive your win over Nick Lee. Yeah. Because Nick Lee is just to, to go out and then take out Zane and Yanni. He's yeah. taking out guys, you know, Ironman and NCAAs. I posted out a thing like guys who, who he's beat. And I think your win over him, at least to me, is more impressive even now when you see, look what he just did. What was it feeling like for you? Did you feel a big difference? Like, I feel like if we talk about stock up on the sh on the show all the time, whose stock went up and whose went down. And even though he took third, I got to say Nick's stock went up. Like, he looked so impressive. Did you feel that in wrestling him? To be honest, uh, his stock stayed the same with me. Well, you beat him. Of course it did. Yeah, but... but. <laughs> If you were to ask me last year after the U.S. Open, yep. when I had the, the incredible run, I came off the mat, asked my coaches, asked my training partners, people in the room, freaking Nick Lee is good. Oh, yeah, man. I, I don't care what anybody says. After I wrestled him in the Open, yes, I teched him. Humble break. <laughs> yeah, he's good. I walked him, but he's a dude. <laughs> but but I caught him in a lace, yep. right? It's easy to say, okay, look at the score, but look at the match, right? I gave him, and I'll say, like I say to everybody else, you know, I gave him sugar, spice, and everything nice. <laughs> and this dude denied everything in the freaking semifinals of, of the Open. And I remember, I remember going duck, going 
pick, going single, going post. And this dude was just like, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> everything off. I'm like, oh man, oh, this dude's good, okay. And uh, I remember <laughs> I, free, I free staked and I hit him with a double and I laced him and I got the tech, but I came off the mat and I was like, this dude can freaking wrestle. Yeah, man. He can wrestle. And, and he ended up coming back and taking third, yeah. which nobody uh, puts any weight to. But on his way to third, I remember sitting down and watching him wrestle Molinero one of the matches. And it looked like he drilled. When he hit his Polish, I was like, mind blown. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> can't even do that in a drill and hit it that nice. He does that little and drag to like a step behind. It's nasty. It. Yep. Oh my, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen to this day. Right. So when he came through, yeah. Uh, when I got the third seed and I knew I saw Nick Lee, Mitch McKee, I was already prepared to wrestle Lee. Right. Right. But I knew going into that match, I'm like, I got to go out and hit this guy right away. And I got to keep hitting him. And I got to keep making him guess. Right. And there was, I mean, I got up big. Right. But there was one time in the match where I hung my, it was my right hand. I remember tying him and I, I went over the top. And one of my things with him was I'm going to tie, if I'm going to tie with my right hand, I'm going to keep him tight to me so he can't do his little shimmy pass by. Yep. Cause he, he does a beautiful job with his shimmy pass by. But the second thing was, is I'm not going to shoot singles because this guy has a very, very good runaround to a reattack single. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to stick doubles. And I'm gonna keep sticking them with doubles, uh, which played played a good part in my, in, in my match against him. Right. But I remember hanging my left my my right hand one time in the second period, and the, I felt it, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. The dude <laughs> not only is good technically, he's very very strong. He's so like strong. He's very, he's very sound in his position. Mm-hmm. So. When I when everybody was like, "Yo, he just teched Zane," um, that didn't surprise me because not only can he wrestle, but now he wrestled Zane that he probably wrestles on an everyday basis and knows Zane's tactics. And if you give somebody that can wrestle, um, like Nick Lee can, which he's a very good one, two, three, four wrestler, as you can see, he he goes freaking reattack to inside trip, to Polish, to yeah. pull you down, to run other angle. The dude has a very good chain wrestling system. Um, so anytime, like when I was watching him on the backside, they're like, he beat Zane like that. I'm like, because he knows Zane better than probably anybody else knows Zane and how Zane's thinking. Yeah. But the dude can wrestle. And then Yanni, you know, Yanni was surprising, but also, Yanni's a wrestler, right? When you put two guys, and, and uh, don't get it wrong, like Yanni and Nick Lee can wrestle again. I think they're gonna they're gonna have battles for years to come, 100%. and it could be a way different match. It could be different every time. They're both scrappers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They both go out and wrestle, mm-hmm. right? And it's like who had the better de- who had the the better match that day? And I don't even see tactics with those guys because they're just go out and let things fly mm-hmm. right and when you get two two guys like that matches are not only exciting but one day one can win by 10 and the next day the other one's winning by 10 you're like well how do you who's winning the third day 
Yeah. It's never going to know. And that's a NCA match we might even see next year too, which is kind of yeah. which is kind of crazy because those are two very high level good wrestlers. And so, so you're, you're telling us now that Nick Lee's going to 49. We'll see. Who knows? Cat out the bag, huh? Oh no, hey, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know for sure. I didn't know Yanni was going up for sure or not, but oh, see, maybe he goes 41. Yeah. Uh, but that those two, those two are going to have some battles. Mm-hmm the years and, and hopefully uh you know i can keep holding them guys off and then i can see <laughs> well a lot of it too is in your fate right now like especially for 65 kilos if you go and go to bulgaria qualify the weight and go to the olympics and medal when you're when, a- when 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 gold you're automatically the world team member for 2021 so it's like a lot of it which that's a whole nother year of you know you getting better too aside from them but you know before we even talk olympics in bulgaria last match because your breakdowns have been fascinating your match with mckenna i need to hear the yeah i'm also super intrigued now too so so jo- joey joey's always a, a fascinating one to wrestle just because not only is he intelligent in his wrestling and his position um he brings something to the table uh that you don't see often, right? Uh, he's a left leg lead, right? And I don't, I, I don't know if Nick is a left leg lead. I think he switches sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joey's a very, uh, very, very sound left leg lead, right? Very good in his position, and very good at executing. Um, so watching him do the tournament, I watched Joey. I like watching Joey. I've known Joey for years. Big fan of Joey's. Uh, and uh, I watched him through his tournaments. I watched him through his tournaments. And uh, I watched him through the tournament, specifically the Zane one, because me and Yanni were supposed to be on that mat, right? So we were in the whole, we were in the thing about to get staged. We were in the staging area. And then they hit us with this big sight. And they're like, <laughs> oh, you ain't wrestling next. Go back. We're bringing Zane and McKenna on the mat. So we were like all hyped up. And then they were like, calm down. We're going to put another match before you. So those, they got put on the mat right before us. So it gave us an opportunity to watch. Um, and when we were watching, you know, one thing Joey had developed this year um, that he hasn't been doing is he, he's been faking at that, that lefty single and then coming back to a high crotch right into a rolling crackdown. It's like, one of the most beautiful shots you see when it's executed correctly and and uh he set it up perfect against zane yeah and executed but if you see him in previous matches and previous tournaments he's hitting that shot um i think the first time i seen him hit it he was wrestling it's either nation or gross on one of the flow cards he hit it and I remember just my eyes opening up and being like, he's hitting a lefty high C. <laughs> he, like, um, I actually sat, I sat in his corner for the gross match on the flow card. Is it that match that he, he hit it? He might, I know he was hitting a lot. Of, he was shooting doubles from space in that match a lot. It might've been the Nation match. So it was Nation because Nation, Nation was, was the week before too. Yeah. Yep. So I remember him hitting it, but even, even with the gross match, he was hitting almost the, uh, the Wada shot where he's going one, two, he was mm. collecting, he was collecting one and then almost hitting a single 
and cover them too. Right. And both of those times it clicked to me because this, the, the shot he's hitting is attacking a lefty. Right. And to me, I'm like, okay, he's developing a lefty feel, right? Because he wants to attack that left leg and I'm a lefty, I'm a big lefty. Right. So to me, I'm already engaging him. I'm like, okay, he's getting ready for me. Like when we wrestle, he wants to understand, okay, I got to attack this left leg. And, and you know, one thing that worked in previous years was Metcalf hit me with a lefty high C. Um, and then you watch Zane. Zane hits kind of that same... He shows you righty, but he he reaches backhand and pulls himself into a mm, single yeah. or that kind of wada movement shot. Um, one of the guys that been at Penn State for years training the Japan dude. Yona, yeah, Mitsu. That's yeah, that's where they get. That's where we get it from. <laughs> that's, that's the shot. Yeah. I watched him and I watched him uh, win gold with it in twelve. Shot the same right. shot every day for a year. Yep. So I, I start putting everything together. I start putting everything <laughs> together. So I'm like, okay, so Joey's getting kind of with this shot. Zane's getting this shot. And Yanni kind of start hitting it too, right? And it's in, that engages lefties. So to me, I'm like, these guys are these guys are preparing for me as well. But this shot, they have me in mind. Um, so when I'm getting when I was getting to Joey, I knew right away. I'm like, okay. He knows I got a double, right? And, and that's something that stuck with him just from the open. Uh, but preparing to wrestle Joey and knowing he's developing these lefty shots was for me, you know, the first thing I'm thinking about is anytime he fakes, we're not going to get extended with our hands, right? I'm going to stay balanced to where if he snaps, I'm able to get down to the mat. But if he starts to push uh one of my best attributes is rolling with the punches right i start hitting angles juking one side and taking another angle uh and making guys chase but for joey it was okay i'm gonna react head and hands down i'm not gonna get extended and i'm gonna respect every fake but when he does go head and hands down is gonna ensure that i don't go straight leg with my left leg so when he attacks and he goes to shoot that left-handed shot, I'm catching him in my net, right? Or my hands are blocking him, and I'm able to bounce off of him and roll out to the angle, right? One thing I didn't do well was I didn't make him pay. I'd bounce off and roll out, but there was no reattacks to make him feel like, okay, I can't take this shot no more, right? So that kind of allowed Joey to keep making motion from space, but... Um, one thing Joey forgot about, it was my best shot, right? My best shot is my single, right? So he, he, he did a great job. He came out. He's a lefty, so he developed circling over his left leg and circling away from my, my left leg, which is making me reset my feet. Every time I'm turning, yeah. he's trying to make me reset my feet so I can't pop shot, right? And there was a couple of times I tried to hit him with a double, and since he reset my feet, I couldn't get through him, right? And he was catching me. So I kind of, you know, started throwing fakes and trying to close the gap with Joey. You know, fake and keep him off balance, right? Fake, anytime he wanted to press forward, fake, keep him off balance, try to open him up with a double. Uh, 
but I knew at one point when he tied with me, you know, the single was going to open. He's thinking, he's thinking double, he's thinking double. When do I go to my single, right? And, and at the time, I remember the first match, I was at 1-0, and I'm like, I'm not going to force nothing because not only does Joey uh, have, like, good position, but if you get under Joey, what people don't know is he has a good front head his, and chest right. His front head is very good. He has a good gut range, good front head. He's good at all that stuff. Yes, and yeah. if you let him on top of you, he can turn you. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, why force anything? When I'm up 1-0 right now, right? Stay solid with your defense. Keep this guy guessing. If he over-pursues, hit him with a double, right? But then I ended up getting put on the shot clock. And then that's when it came, right? Fake, make contact. Joey stopped circling. Got long with his right hand, start hanging it. That's it. And I just pulled and boom. I hit the angle on my single. He fell right in front of me. Um and that kind of secured the, the the first match, right? But going into the second match, it was almost kind of like the same thing. It was the second match was more so, okay, I'm going to put hands on this guy, this match, so I can open up my single. Just let me get to my single and let me make things work, right? And, and he ended up getting put on the shot clock. But as you see right away, the second match, I'm not as in the open, right? I'm, I'm more grippy with Joey grabbing him. Yeah, make fill my ties to see okay if I can get him the circle and push him into my single because I know he's thinking about it now I'm not just going to be able to just dive and hit single right and now he's thinking about single and double so um, you know getting into the match I'm like maybe maybe this match you know with the pressure even released from win, winning match one I'm like maybe just shoot a hundred singles. <laughs> But then again, I'm like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go there because Joey's good, right? And freaking front head, mm-hmm. right? So it's like there's, there's the devil on my shoulder here. Like Jordan, punish this dude, shoot a million singles, you're all right. But I then I got, I got the 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 freaking angel on my shoulder that's like, listen, don't go out and blow this match. You know what I mean? Don't put yourself in positions that favor Joey. Right. And and just wait and be patient and score when you know it's time to score. Um, so I got the shot clock point and right there I was like, now it's time to go create a single. Right. And I, and, and it just so happened I was able to hit the single. I got to the single. Um, and you see, as soon as I get to the single, Joey started adjusting. And I do a, a finish I never do. Right. As soon as I felt him start adjusting and trying to cover hips, I went outside and start running and knock him off so he couldn't like get his hips on me to be able to lock it on right right whether it was front head or chest wrap um at that point it was like either knock him off right and no score happens so he doesn't get in the position or it was maybe i get through him and it can turn out really big and and i ended up running it down i felt i felt him kind of almost do like a split you know when you're in that single position you go split and you kick the back hip back yep and i felt that and i'm like i closed the gap and i fell into my lace uh now me being greedy i should have just laced it out um uh, but i'm what i was watching i was watching them and i was trying to end things in style <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I pushed into him and I started lacing and I felt him like I'm watching his hands and I felt him post bone fat. And I just went fishing for his head to try to stick him. Right. So I let go of the lace instead of getting <laughs> yeah. the tech. I'm like, I'm about to pin this guy. And I jumped yeah. up to grab and he responded and almost got behind me. And I'm like, I got greedy. I got greedy. I could have ended it. And, uh, you know, once I took the five lead, I'm like, you know, I want to keep scoring. That's who I am. That's not my need to improve on, especially if I want to win gold. Um, and it's something I was doing great last year, uh, at the open as well. I think there's a lot more pressure this year, obviously the circumstances, but at the open, it was like score, keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring, give guys no even chance to even think they're in a match. Whereas this one was very tactical. Let me score. Let me win the position battles. Let me win the shot clocks. Let me win the push out battles. Um, and if I got to win three zero, it's three zero, but it was a very sound match and, and no, you know, technical or tactical errors on my side that put people in the match. And, uh, so as soon as I got up 5-0, I'm like, listen, they're going to have to caution me out of this. Because I'm staying in center. I'm grabbing hands. And if I feel any type of uh, danger, I'm popping them, level changing. But I'm going to keep this guy in front of me and, and make them, you know, have to really over, over execute something to really open me up and score. And then doing so like that against me, you know, I'm, I'm ready to try to steal easy snag, sting shot, easy go around and extend the lead. But I didn't have to. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was uh, those guys, when you're wrestling those guys, they, they know you well, right? It's, it's always my biggest challenge I feel was always to make the team, right? Because these guys know me so well. Um, and my style is great, but then being able to have eyes on me, hands on me, training with me at, at, at all the time, it only hurts me. Do you right? think that's an advantage yeah, for you, you now you going to Bulgaria? Style. Do you think going I think to Bulgaria? It's a huge advantage. Yeah. Like I, I love wrestling. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it sounds like that's a huge advantage for you, even confidence-wise and your mentality going in where you have these guys. Like, there's some good guys going to Bulgaria to try to qualify their countries. But as you're talking about making the team with one of the most difficult aspects being guys who know you, you lose a little bit of that, and that goes into your confidence bucket to go to Bulgaria. Right. I think I think it's a huge advantage just because it's two different things to – I know these guys have seen me wrestle, but it's two different things to see it and to feel it, right? A lot of these guys here at the U.S., either I train with or we've wrestled multiple times before, right? Um, so to see it and to feel it are way different. These guys that feel it know, okay, I can get to this position or I got to keep hips in this position or when I reach um, overextending and my legs are getting long, right? Uh, that's a feel. That's a feel. When we're wrestling, that's a feel that you need to adjust yourself and to really build the confidence when you're getting touches against me. Right. Um, but when you're seeing it and you're just watching it from afar or you saw me at one tournament, 
you're like, oh, I can stop that. It's way different to go out and execute and stop it. I agree with you. It's it's way different watching something, especially with your kind of open style. You know, like if I overextend a little bit, you're popping me. Like that's really it. And I might know that going into, but until I actually feel it, I need to like I don't know for sure. You know where exactly right. my body needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it helps you build that confidence to be like, okay, I can jack this underhook, but I got to be super disciplined to bring in the hip in and close it off with my, my backside elbow, mm -hmm. right? And then I take away his pop. But even if he does try to pop shot through, my hips are in and I'm really bouncing and pulling them down and getting on top of them, right? That's a feel you develop wrestling and getting opportunities to, to keep going through. Whereas when you see it, you sometimes it, it's even better when they just see it because they're like, oh, I'll stop that. Yeah. Now and I got this. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, mm -hmm. like, whoa, this was way different. This is way different than I thought. Well, even when, if I remember correctly, you lost to Bajrang 10-3 two years ago. And then now a couple months ago, you only lost 4-3. Like you closed that gap after having that feel. And now if you guys wrestle in Tokyo, you know, you got that advantage of feeling him, not just seeing him. And that's right. something that I think, you know, plays into exactly what you're talking about. Right. And, and See, he, he, he was, he was different. So like for him, it was, it was almost better for me to get a feel against him. Right. Bajarang, Bajarang, uh, his style presents something uh, unique with his push and pull. Um, so I think it only benefited me wrestling guys like that, uh, like a Bajarang to get feels against, to know, okay, I can absorb your pressure and I can hand fight you, but I need to know where to go like how to hand fight you, right? Uh, nine out of 10 guys that go backhand club on me, I can go straight to an elbow and be very, very comfortable, right? He's the one guy that I go to an elbow and he makes it feel like there's just chaos in the tie-up. <laughs> I go to the tie-up and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I look up, four seconds pass and I'm like, oh my God, That's I'm tired. It. Four seconds. Four seconds, right? <laughs> I'm like, I got tired in four seconds. This dude done overwhelmed my mind so fast, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it was good getting to feel him twice because, you know, I know what to expect and I know like position-wise, okay, uh, where to go, but also like mentality of recognizing the feel, but also recognizing mentally I need to be prepared I need to be prepared to hand fight him and be in my worst position and his best position and do that for six minutes. Yep. Because when I prepare for that, good things are only going to happen, right? I need to be able to live in the chaos for six minutes and then everything will work out in my favor. But, you know, it's a long road to get to Tokyo to wrestle Bajarang again. Uh, but, you know, I'm prepared for the work. Hey, I was back in the room today running, Stairmaster, uh, moving around, you know, lifting and, and core work. It's just another day, right? Yeah. And I get it. It's great to win the trials, but the ultimate goal, like I've been saying, is an Olympic gold medal, right? It's not the Olympic team trials. Yes, I won great monkey off my back. It's not the qualifier, right? I'm, I'm, that's another step for me to go from 
you know, the first floor to the second floor, right? I got to, I got to get up that step, right? If I want to get up to the Olympics and uh, if I want to get to Olympic gold, I got, I got some work to do, but it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing that I ain't willing to put in. Uh, so, you know, the qualifier I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, I get to wrestle some guys I've never wrestled. Uh, they have great credentials um, that I can put on my list of defeated wrestlers. Put on that hit list, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Put them in the graveyard. Yes. I love well, it. I, I mean, and what you're saying, too, is like, I feel like that's how most of the team is this year. Like, I don't think anyone just made the team and is satisfied because you guys got a squad. That's a good team. It, it, it's, 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 it's awesome to see, like, who's on the team but like the personalities mm -hmm. and everybody like you see everybody on that team and they're just hungry oh yeah right? it's, not, it's not that they just want to win they want to dominate and they've all been there before like gilman's a world silver medalist dakes won world championships taylor won's world championships snyder's won world olympic gold um we got, gables we got won, gable man gables won some junior world level like like what a squad nasty. just hammers yeah, that was just the he's on a different level. And we'll probably talk about it in a bit, Chenzo, but like yeah. the fact that this guy is, you know, I don't even know if it's a changing of the guard because if he does try to go, I think he's gonna win the gold this year. If he goes wins Olympic gold and goes to WWE, what happens? Does Gwiz come back and take that reign? Like it's gonna be interesting to see, but Gable is just to watch someone so young, especially separate themselves so much from their competition, is wild. Just yeah, wild. Impressive. He's, he's he's just very impressive. Yeah. Like for a big guy to to move like he does. No one else can do that like him. No one. I, I'm I was sitting in the back and like, oh, like I'm yeah. before my match, I'm watching him. I'm like, this guy, this guy moves better than us at sixty-five kilos. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah. Right. And. and for him to be doing it at the weight class he's doing it, I don't, to be honest, I don't, I don't see anybody. Either. I don't, I, don't either. I think we're all on the same page with that too. It's like, like how, like, and you know, a lot of those good heavyweights on, you know, the world stage, they're going to come out and take shots on Gable and he's just going to run around them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to compete with that. No. And he's consistently scoring. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not like, okay, let me get a score and, Let's push a little bit. No. Nah. It's like, give me another score. Yeah, no, yeah. he's bullying people out there. He's pressure snapping, running around. He's popping guys with shots, too. Yeah, so it's it's, it's good. It's it, For me to be around such a uh, great group, group of guys in the company I have, you know, where they've been there and done it, uh, it only motivates me uh, to help out, but to put myself in that position. Right. They they expect nothing less of themselves. They've been there. They've done it. And they still expect to go there and dominate. Right. Um, and I can only do my part, uh, which is go qualify the weight and go win a gold medal for myself. But in doing so, um, you know, I'm putting ourselves we're we're, we're going to be putting ourselves to win a team title. And I don't even know if there's team titles, but in our minds, there is. <laughs> but, hey, if there isn't one, we're. We're making yeah. one. Like that's it. Me, yeah. me and Justin give out OWs for tournaments all the time. Yeah, yeah that, that don't exist. We give out <laughs> we give out fake awards all the time. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, we got six champs. We were the team champs. Don't matter. Yeah. There's no team title, but USA, if we did it by points, we won. Right. We won. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So, all based on the medal count. All right. I do want to go back to one thing. You were talking about your discipline and everything like that. And I could even see that in you with like, just like the way your body looked and everything like that. Like, was your weight cut different for this than it has been, you know, maybe previous years or anything like that? So last year I got really, you know, and, and I'm not shout out to, you know, who first and foremost helped me night and day was coach Jones, you know, coming from the USA team coach and then Arizona state and being able to work with him, he took things and broke it down to a science. I mean, this is what you can eat. This is the calories. This is the work we're doing. Um, even went so far to be like, you like Reese fast breaks, you like this ice cream, boom, you can have this once or twice a week as long as you've run. Reese fast breaks are the best candy bar out there, by the way. Hands down. Uh, that, <laughs> Hands that, down. A fast <laughs> break, though, or the Reese Christmas tree? Because those things are just fast break. Well, well, back in the day, I would have took a Hershey Smoke bar, but those they are, stopped. Those are also really good. Too really good. Yeah. Fast break tops that, but if Hershey's ever watches this, bring back your s'mores bar, please. <laughs> we might have to clip this and put it out and tag them. <laughs> right. We'll see. Uh, but getting with, with Coach Jones, and then you know, um, Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake is a is a is a guru of the things you do outside of the room. Uh, so when I got to Cornell, Kyle really elevated me with really like eating naturally uh putting only the good things in your body that's going to benefit um and really step me through the process of you can eat good right and 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 you want to eat to fuel your body and then your body will take care of you take care of you whether it's injuries whether it's repairing itself uh and all of that jazz. So getting with Kyle, Kyle was on like another level in the things he was doing. I've heard um, about some of his stuff, yes. Because he's like blue light blocking and the high pH waters and freaking just getting all your minerals and vitamins and it is absolutely absolutely mind blowing and, and cutting out, you know, any processed foods and going just all natural and finding everything that's like non GMO and mm -hmm. He freaking took me to another level with it. Um, and, and being able to do so, not only was I, I, I getting better with my wrestling, but I was feeling better, right? And everybody's like, oh, you're getting older. But the fact of the matter is, is the things that I'm doing, I'm feeling better than I felt six years ago, you know, five years ago. I, I feel 10 times better. I'm recovering and i'm able to perform at a higher would you level. say would you say would you say you're getting younger uh would you, would you say you're getting younger, younger. Sure, I'm getting younger. <laughs> i felt good i felt good after after one of the one of the matches i think somebody tweeted and was like ageless jf yeah bro. Was, heck yeah heck yeah i love that I, yeah. I think i need this regimen i i need to start like going backwards this I'm like multiplying my age instead of being ageless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, 
It don't let me lie. Sunday, I felt like I broke my back, broke my face. Yes. That's how Chenzo felt. He was texting me the day after the last chance where he's like, that was the first time I wrestled six matches in a day since middle school. I think he said like a train hit you or something. Uh, yeah, I was like, I got hit by a bus, dude. I was like, <laughs> yeah, my, like my hair hurts. I'm like, yeah. hurts right now. I'm like, I can't. Dude, I like, got something that'll get rid of the, the hair. Manscaped yeah. promo code Chenzo, 20% off of free shipping. Use it. Use it. And the thing is, is like, I was in so much pain that like it hurt to sleep. Like I'm trying to sleep and I'm just waking up. I'm like, oh gosh, right? But I definitely did a better job these past two years, but this year especially. Um, these last year was, you know, I've always been big for 65 kilo. All right. And that was something that took away from my focus to be able to be able to train and be the best wrestler I could be, right? Even, even when your weight's good, right, to you, uh, let's, let's just say last year, even when I was 12 pounds over, right, to me, my weight's good. And I'm going to go in. I'm going to get a workout. I sweat good. I'll probably lose eight, nine pounds, mm-hmm. three pounds over, right? But the everyday process, even if I'm eating naturally, I'm putting in a gallon or two gallons of water, right? The mental thinking about being 12 pounds over and having to redo it and redo it and redo it, it gets training. It gets training. Uh, oh, I know, man. <laughs> and it's like, I got it. And sometimes you don't want to worry about it, right? And you're like, oh, well, I hit 145 yesterday. I got to hit 145 again when you don't really need to, but you want to, because it's just, it's programmed. It's programmed in your mind. Like these numbers I got to hit. Um, so last year we, I did a very, very good job of tapering everything down, living at 154, 150, between 154 and 156. All right. Knowing that my last cut I can throw, I don't use plastics until the last day. Right. But my last cut, I can throw on the plastics and take off five pounds, five to six pounds, right? Um, so last year, I had a very good regimen of, you know, staying within, you know, 12 to 13 pounds, right? Coming in the workouts, um, and it worked very well for me, but I was also competing a lot more. Um, and then getting ready for the Olympic trials, you know, I think it was at like 11, 10 week mark. I went out to Arizona. And if you go to my Instagram, you're going to see, I posted a picture. It's me, Burroughs and Henry Cejudo. And if you see in that picture, I'm bigger than Burroughs. Right. And this is like 11 weeks out. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I went into camp at like 174, 174 pounds. Burroughs was 173. Right? Yeah, bro. That's that's like bigger than me right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this summer, this summer, and and they seen I was 187, 188, just Damn. lifting creatine and protein, just mm-hmm. stacked up. But a good, but a good 180s, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I still had abs. It was it was great. I was, I was sick. I was, I was like probably felt awesome. 
you're getting a good five minutes on the treadmill. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we hit five minutes and I'm like, Woo, that was a good run. Yeah. Good run. I look at, I look at the distance. It's like 0.17. <laughs> We're out of here. Right. Yeah. But uh, this year, right. And, and that kind of threw me right into it. Right. I made, I did the 150 pound bracket and I was after my cut, I was 147, but I went home for Christmas me going home for Christmas is like the worst thing ever. I'm like waking up eating 10 chocolate chip cookies with <laughs> freaking eggnog and then breakfast. Like, and my aunt, and my mom are just whipping up French toast. Like, Oh, what do you want to eat? I'm like, well, give me some chicken parm. And they're just making all my specials. Uh, so ah, can't say no. Can't right. say no. Um, but then when I got to that camp and I seen Burroughs, Right. And me and Burroughs wrestled. It was like, it just opened up my eyes to a new world. Right. Because I was like, there's levels to this. There's, there's really levels to this because I've wrestled Burroughs before. And I was like, oh, we're good. I was able to maintain. And I wrestled Burroughs at the camp. And it was just so overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. I remember going, I sat next to Kenny and I'm like, yeah, there's levels to this game right now. <laughs> and I just might have been just out of shape. Yeah. I'm never really out of out of shape. I was just heavy. So I'm like, to endure him at the time was a lot. But I got to camp and I was a little heavy. But right there from that 11 week cycle on, I made it a point. I went and wrote down numbers on my, my, uh, my calendar. And I'm like, these are the numbers I'm going to hit. And this is it. I don't care if I got to hurt, but this is what it's going to take for me to feel my best once I hit within those three week markers and to maximize my training. So like even I remember leaving the camp and we had 10 weeks and I put, you know, I should run upstairs and get the paper. I put like at eight weeks, I was like, I'm coming in to practice at 158. No question about it that next week i'm like that next monday i'm coming in and i was giving myself high numbers right 158 low would be like 156 right um that next week i'm putting like 154 well 155 high number 152 low number right and i start hitting those markers but what happened is me just being very detailed and seeing the numbers I need to hit and me being over the top with my nutrition, I start hitting about three and a half weeks out. I was weighing out at like 146, 145. And I was coming in at 150. I remember it was like 153. It was 10 pounds. So 9.7, if you want to be exact, 143.3. Yeah. Um, but out, I'm like, for my third, well, for this week until I get to about three weeks to two and a half weeks, I was like, I'm going to put myself through hell. I was like, I'm going to go in the morning and run for 30 minutes. And then I'm going to stair master for 30 minutes. And then I'm going to bike for 10 minutes, right? And see what I get to. And after I, I was doing that, I was leaving my morning sessions of just cardio at like 
two pounds over. And for a week, for that half a week to a week, I literally came into practice almost not totally hydrated, but holding weight, like simulating coming off of a scale. Right. So I come into practice, I leave, I leave, let's just say I left at 146. I come into practice ready to go with Quincy, who weighs 168, right? At like 149. Legs are jello, not fuel, like fully refueled. And I just I go to work. It was either it was a great day, right? And then that week that half a week to a week, I had a terrible, terrible week just because my legs were jello. My body's trying to respond, but I got hefty Quincy Monday, <laughs> which is freaking on me, right? Yeah. And, and, and I told him, I pulled Quincy to the side. I said, don't feel bad for me. Just don't feel bad for me. If you can bury me, I want you to bury me. I want you to beat me so bad, right? So I almost mentally trained in, in those weeks, but my weight got so good. Uh, but mentally I got, I went to a place that nobody else could take me, right? I went to a place that was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry. Not cry, but I'm not gonna complain. I'm not gonna cuss. I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm just gonna get through this workout, right? And whatever coach says after, if it's sprints, I'm gonna do the sprints. And if it's, Dummy shots, I'm doing the dummy shots, but I'm not going to show no emotion and I'm not going to give myself a way out, right? I got taken down. I didn't get pissed, slammed my hand. I still got up and tried to beat him back to the center. Boom, back to wrestling, right? So then when I got within like three weeks to two and a half weeks, I felt amazing coming into practice at 151. Yeah. About eight, eight pounds over, seven and a half pounds over and I'm wrestling my practices and I'm leaving like 144, 143 and a half. And I'm like, I'm there. I'm, I'm right there. And th there's no third workouts involved. I used to do a lot of third workouts. Uh, so when I got, you know, for three weeks to two and a half weeks, I was training on seven, eight pounds over. And once I got to trials, we got there Tuesday. Uh, we got there Monday, Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday. And it wasn't like, okay, how much weight do I got to lose? What do I got to do? Where's the gym to do this and that? I got there Tuesday and I'm like, oh, let's get on the mat. I need a good blow, good wrestling. Let's wrestle. I wrestled Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Thursday night, I did a weight cut, right? I did my weight cut, made weight. I woke up that morning. I ate and drank. Woke up that morning and did what I usually do. I took off... Uh, 1.5 kilos, right? To wake my body up because we're going to be resting right away, right? But also I fueled my body through the night. So when we wake up, I have something to run on. Right, yeah. Um, and then I have, I have a great recovery system. Uh, I, don't, I don't eat, uh, I don't eat solids the first hour. I barely eat solids throughout the day. If I do, it's like whole fruits but I have this recovery system of where I do shakes. Yeah. For an hour. You know, I have one shake uh, for, and I can't chug it, right? My first drink off the scale can't chug. And it's like the worst thing ever because when you come off the scale, you're like, I'm about to pound something and kill it. 
right? Um, so I had this recovery system where, you know, I, I, I do 10 minutes of my first shake that I have mixed up. Uh, and then that shake I'm hitting, you know, my glucose, my BCAAs, uh, my electrolytes, uh, and my carbs. But I, I use liquid carbs, right? Because you, you put your body through so much uh, that if you eat, that's more for the mind and the full feeling, right? Whereas if you can just uh, let your body rest, why not? So I don't do anything that's over room temperature, right? So my body don't have to work to metabolize to heat it up and spread it, right? And I only do liquid like carbs and things like that. So my body doesn't have to break anything down. So as soon as I put it in, it's dispersing it and it's using it, but now my body's not working. I worked and did my weight cut, right? Sorry, my cat. <laughs> uh, I, I, worked, I worked and did my weight cut. I did all my work. Right now is my time to relax and recover. So I got to maximize it, right? Um, so I do like liquid carbs and things like that. So now my body's using it right away. So one shake is 10 minutes in between one and two. My second shake, I do 10 minutes of room temperature water. Then I have a my uh, room temperature water. Uh, just water that sits out. It's not cold. No, why though? Because you don't want you don't want to put anything in that your body needs to warm up to disperse. So if I give you cold water, that's why people like drinking cold water. They're like, oh, it spikes your metabolism, right? It's good but not in a recovery sense, right? I need water, but I don't want cold water to where my body has to work and spike its metabolism. Now I'm burning more calories. I'm starting to sweat again, right? I want room temperatures as soon as I put it in. That makes sense. I'm always like, it's good to go. Disperse it to the muscles, get it to the places it needs to be without having to spike metabolism or make my body work on the inside. Yeah, I'm not running but my body still will work right you know, yeah now yeah so right? when you weigh in you chug cold water you start sweating every, right. That's every nice. time every time yeah and you're shivering you're like oh cold <laughs> yeah. you're like frozen so it's yeah. like no that that makes a lot of sense yeah so so my that's why people are like dude he has to be a huge 65 pounder i'm just i maximize that recovery and Within within the hour, it takes an hour, right? First shake, 10 minutes in between the shakes, room temperature, water, 10 minutes. Second shake, 10 minutes in between two and three, 10 minutes of room temperature, water. Third shake, 10 minutes, right? That's an hour long of where I'm just slowly putting in what my body needs. And then after, right, uh, we get two hours off the scale. After, I eat something that I do every day, right? Whether it might be oatmeal, it's usually fruit like blueberries, red raspberries. Mm -hmm. uh, but I put something my body's accustomed to that I do every day to put weight on my stomach more for my mind, right? Because you don't want that empty feeling. But if we're going to be very technical here, your body's not going to break down that food and use it until later, maybe after eight o'clock that night going into the second day. Yeah. Right. So really that food and all that, all that stuff people are eating, it's, it's, it's for their stomach to get that, 
that full feeling, but to make their mind feel good that, oh, I ate, I feel good, my body's going to run on it. Really, your body's not running on it. I yeah. And you, you see people pound food after weigh-ins and like, I, you know, I do, we do shakes also. Uh, we don't do, I mean, how you do it strategically is, that's super impressive. We're not, I'm not quite there yet. I need to get to that though. But like, you see all these other guys are like pounding like bagels and stuff. And I'm like, that's going to feel terrible. Yeah. Yep. That might come up in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure will. <laughs> but, uh, we'll, 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 after this, I don't want to give everybody the secret right. sauce. Right. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. We're already going to charge nine ninety nine for this because yeah, this yeah. kind of inside the look mind inside the mind look of Jo is is premium content. Is that the name of this episode? It, it's got to have to be yeah, inside the mind of Jo. I'm with it. But uh, but we'll sit down and, and I, I'd like to I'd help you. I, I'd like to help you. I'd give you my insight and in what I do. Uh, and yeah. You take it or you can leave it, but break it down and you know i've always been a right i've always been a big fan of yours appreciate that man likewise hey i've always been a fan of yours too so that's 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 cool to hear yeah let's go get it yeah um, pa gotta stick together you know (laughs) i love willie tweeting out i'm going to bulgaria baby eastern pa yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) willie willie that's my guy i'm I'm happy he's going it's good It's, it's bringing some family but um, Chenzo, we'll have to get your, uh, I'll get your number right, and, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go over some stuff. Hopefully I can help. Hopefully you can help me in some ways. And absolutely, bro. I appreciate let me, it. Let me, that. Give it to, let me give it to Lee and all that. Your oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, it, stay, it's, it stays at 74 <laughs> kilos and above, bro. We, 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 yeah. Does it go to Roman at 61? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Listen, JL, we're going to let you go. It's getting close to that time where I know you're going to have to eat or do something to recover. You've given us. How those shake, baby. Yes, I was, I was checking that out also. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, J.O., congrats on a great weekend. We're obviously rooting for you in Bulgaria, and we know you're heading to Tokyo. Anything we can do for you, just let us know. Go put that cowboy hat back on. You're 2-0 now in tournaments in Texas where you get a cowboy hat at the Open and the Trials. Fort Worth, to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Worth. Fort yeah. Worth loves That's your spot, hats, man. Cowboy hats. Yeah. We get the last chance qualifier there and the games. We're, we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get the we'll get the games moved to Fort Worth. I think the right. squad will do well. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll tear it up. But I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, you guys bringing me on. Of course, getting uh, chop it up and, and pick your minds on some things and really give you the insight of and mine. Jail, we got to get that website live soon. People are waiting. People are asking. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's time now. Yeah, now it's really oh, yeah. time. Yeah, now but now it's definitely time. So awesome. A little bit. So you got the apparel ready? I got it ready. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna I get something. Wait. Yeah, we'll rock, we'll rock it on here. I'm wearing my man Roman right now. I always I wear something. The people that watch, you know, I gotta gotta support the boys. Yeah, and if you're not R-B-Y watching T-shirt, this shirt, national champ. If you're not watching this, only listening, this is available in video form. So go go watch. J.O., thank you as always. And I'm sure it won't be the last time you're on here, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've uh, 
I'll see you after I qualify this weight and then maybe be back on after I bring home the gold. 100%. I think before yeah, and 100%, after. 100%, <laughs> man. Yeah. Awesome, man. We'll see ya. See ya. All right. So, J.O., always entertaining. Always. It's Absolutely. always so great to hear inside of his mind. And the initial plan was to do a full trials overview. I wouldn't even call it a recap, but a full overview because there is so much to talk about. I think for the sake of time, we talk about the trials for a few minutes, talk about a few things, and then maybe the next episode we'll do a full kind of Olympic trials overview. But there are some things that I'm curious about, especially from your perspective, being there. Number one, um, I led the charge on Twitter. I was bent out of shape that you got robbed by the ref. I I was just like, we kind of talked about it that I'm not a big like ref hater, but I was pissed. Like you're up three, two and he literally gave chance the match. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it or argue or anything. Um, it is what it is. I just, I need to score more points. I one takedown is not going to cut it. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I should have been put on the shot clock at all there, but you know, even it's the, it's the I, ref's I, judgment, I guess. So, I think Shane was commenting that match, and even Shane's the Brock is like, "Why is he putting Gento? What the Siri just going yeah, off? Every, I think everybody he, has something to say about it. Yeah, right? even Siri so. doesn't agree. But Shane was like, "I don't know why they put him on the clock." But you know, you lost to him five zero at the last chance when that was your sixth match, and now like that match went how I thought it was going to go like a fresh Chenzo, like yeah i mean it was a good match you know and he's he's a good wrestler i we both made some good adjustments from even the week before um yeah man like he i i just didn't get it done that's really it i just need to score more but enough about me yeah so, so uh nick soriano out with covid that sucks i feel for nick yeah that was terrible like I, I I had heard it and I was texting you like, dude, is this really true? And you're like, yeah, like yeah. this is it's nuts that he literally took an Olympic red shirt. He didn't and compete the shirt Rutgers and I saw him at COVID testing. I'd like I, I saw this, you know, saw him there, but I didn't think anything of it. And there was kind of like uh I wouldn't say like commotion going on, but like I saw Nick at COVID testing and there was like, he was talking with, you know, some officials or something. I don't know. I don't know who was there or not, but like I saw him, didn't think anything of it. And then it came out later that day that he tested positive. And I heard he had no symptoms. I heard it was just yeah. like, I don't know. I, I feel for him though. That's, you know, that's super unfortunate because, you know, I, from Nick being here for a year, just, even though it was a while ago getting to know him, that dude would not put himself in any position that would jeopardize his wrestling whatsoever. And yeah. I'm, he does everything the right way. And, you know, I only feel bad for him. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. Same with, you know, Imar announced he wasn't competing. Mm-hmm. You know, he texted me a little bit. I, I don't know if this is out there yet, but he's going 79 at the open. So, you know, I know he had shoulder surgery. And I'm not sure if it was, you know, we haven't seen him compete since like October right. 2019. That, so, you know, that, that's something that can just change your body completely 
too. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see him soon. Hopefully he's healthy and doing well. He says he's coming to the Open. Well, that's good. So that's the USA Wrestling hasn't announced it yet, but that's in a couple of weeks. So end of the month, USA Wrestling will probably announce it, you know, the 20th. day before <laughs> tax day. Um, Jaden not competing that that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were kind of texting about it. It's one of those things that I actually I don't agree with Mike Novogratz and everything he says, but I like his thought, which was fine with thousand dollars. Let him wrestle. If it was truly a miscommunication, one of our athletes as a country who's proven himself time and time again i i don't know it seems like rules are kind of enforced sporadically and this seems like an odd time to be like nope you were 15 minutes late even though you don't wrestle late at eight o'clock tonight like well all i'm saying is if that was me then there wouldn't even be a case like i'm not wrestling no matter what um, yeah and somebody had said that like if this was a greco guy would anybody be talking about it and i think that was like part of the difference though is jane cox like he's a world champ and olympic medalist yeah and, and that's why it's like you know rules are rules i agree you gotta enforce them i think it's good for the sport that he wrestles i think him and snyder is a match so many people I, want i mean to see. i want i wanted to see that yeah i know? i really wanted to see that so it's a bummer from a marketing standpoint I think, you know, Captain America Snyder has proven that he can win medals. But anytime you have two guys at a weight competing for a spot to earn medals, I think that's good for the country. So I, I was definitely bummed about that. He seemed like he was in good spirits. Um, my guy Kendall sent me a picture. He signed an autograph that said like 96.9 kilos. Like he signed that under his name. Like he's obviously taking it in good stride. Like he's not. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's. That's a dream crusher, though. It's like it's yeah. hard to like if he's if he's going to be upset, you know, and everything like that. I mean, I feel like he has the right to because, you know, we work, you know, we put everything into this and for, uh, you know, way in to weigh in at the wrong time or to get to weigh ins late from, I guess, you know, a miscommunication standpoint or whatever happened like yeah. that's that's surely something that's worth being upset about. Yeah. Another thing that caught my eye, Jenna Burkett her her and helen match i i love that that series was unbelievable too unbelievable and yeah. and helen's helen's a good friend of mine she's a client of mine like i'm rooting for her but like i also really like jenna like she's a good human and you mm -hmm. could see her pain like she was shouting out like i'm sorry mom like after she lost like that's heartbreaking like yeah that was there was a time when it looked like she could pull off the upset oh yeah and you know, I'm Helen's part of the gang now, so yeah. You know, I'm I'm Team Helen, but you can't not root for Jenna after. You mean yeah. she she's always been a competitor too. You know, I mean, if you watch wrestling, you can see that. But man, like it's you know, I, we're all root, we're rooting for both of them. It's it just is what it is. Yeah, I, I hope Jenna just keeps on wrestling. Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, th that to, to push Helen to three and have it be so close. And you could see Helen's emotion after that match when she made the team. Like, yeah, that Helen's a type who, like, she's more introverted. She's more like she'll cry after a match or, like, almost being disbelief. Like, that was the first time I've seen Helen. Like, yeah, let's go. Like, she was she was jacked up. I love seeing that. Um Something I'll, I'll ask you about that I was curious about before your battery dies. What's your battery at right now? Um, let me see. We're at 5%. So, okay. right. so right. a thing I'm curious about 
is people wrestling back. You saw some of it, and you saw a lot of people not the next day. I know you were kind of banged up, so that's why you didn't. Are you surprised by the number of people that didn't wrestle back? No. I mean, even, you know, healthy or not, it's it's hard to wrestle back in a tournament like that. And you have to give a lot of credit to those guys who do, and especially those people that compete hard on the backside. Um, Shout out, Nick Lee. Yeah, it's not not easy. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of, you know, mental toughness to – takes a lot of focus to you know like hey like i'm not accomplishing you know my my main goal here i'm not accomplishing my dream but i'm still going to stick this out and you know be the best that i can be in every situation which you know so hats off to everyone who you know really did that yeah and i had a feeling that typically happens at the trials where you know some of it i get like you were really banged up you weren't going to wrestle gabe dean he came out just for you know to try to make the team he's not wrestling back some of the guys like I know Dayton Fix, I don't think didn't wrestle back. James Green didn't wrestle back. It was just interesting. You obviously never yeah. know the perspective of. Right. You, you don't know, know everyone's story behind it, too. Which... Yeah. And like Dayton, you know, he's obviously had a taxing, you know, college season right. after he just got off of a suspension. So, you know, it's one of those things where even one of the guys that we'll talk about more in depth, but like AJ Ferrari, that dude is a warrior. I just oh, keep becoming yeah. more of a fan. Oh, I think everyone is, and it's that it's arena was rooting for him. He'll be on here soon too. I mean, yeah, yeah. We were we just got to line up a date, but we've been yeah. texting. Yeah. So I'm getting I, a lot. I of talked like, to him down there too. Did so, you? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of DMs. Like, are you guys gonna have AJ on? Like, yes, we're gonna have him on. Of course <laughs> we are. Yeah, it, it's just been a scheduling thing, but we'll have him on. Um, young. The youth at the tournament, Kennedy Blades, I think is going to be um, a huge face of wrestling. Yeah, she's going to be a superstar, no doubt. She is such she a good wrestler. Is, but, uh, yeah. And, like, she's a good wrestler and a good human. Like, you lose and then, like, you're hugging Tamara like that. Like, just happy for her genuinely. Like, you're a good person and a good wrestler. Like, and she's a stupid good wrestler. She's so good. She's going to be very, very good. Shout out Izzy Style. Mm-hmm. Braxton Amos, he was on last week on the Chenzo less episode. He's I'm rooting for Braxton moving forward. Absolutely. He's he, a warrior. He he's a dog. He yeah. just he wants to fight and he he doesn't when you talk to him, he he's wise beyond his years. Like he talks very maturely. He's got a good mindset, a good perspective that I think the sport can get the best of people and their perspective, especially when you're really good and you have so many people that are giving you so much and kind of coddling you a bit to kind of maintain a proper perspective. Like I'm really, really, really good. I'm not that special. Like to have that balance is more rare than not. And I think he does it. He does it well. Absolutely. Um, James Porter Greco won last chance and then made the Olympic team. That was pretty cool. Impressive. I, I didn't follow his story. Some guy, by the way, so like I followed the Greco storylines and like that story I knew I was watching. I literally caught crap on Instagram or Twitter because, you know, I see a gap in media coverage. I try to contribute to the solution and put something out. Right. So I'll put like graphics out. I've got a team of designers that can help me. Uh-huh. So I- I'm doing this to help. Some guy was pissed that I didn't put out Greco graphics. Come on, man. I know, you know, 
here's men's and women's. And I wanted to tweet back and be like, okay, I see a gap. I try to contribute. Mm. Go contribute. That's your yeah. thing. You, hey, if you want, I mean, you're not getting paid to make graphics. Right. If, yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if we want the Greco, you know, graphics. Then yeah. And it's like, yeah. and, and there were far more people that were happy of the number of graphics that we put out and stuff we do. But it's just funny. Like, guys, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to cover Greco like I cover men's freestyle. It's just, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. That, the slip roll, man. Yeah, it's so couple more things. Heavyweight, we kind of touched on it with J.O., changing of the guard. I, I'm so curious. Like, Gable could probably wrestle heavyweight and make the team for the next 10 years. Like, he's 20 years old. Yeah, it, it's it's easier. It's easy to say that now, but. Oh, 100%. That yeah. At that level. Yeah. yeah, he is young. He's 20. He's <laughs> correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, not everybody can do that. And who knows who will come up and. You know, but it, it's interesting because that this would technically be a changing of the guard. Like, Gwiz has held down that spot, and now Gable comes in and just Gable dominates him, and now it's like he might go to the WWE. It's a very interesting situation you don't see often. Yeah, we'll just, you know, for me, the way I'm looking at it is I'm going to appreciate Gable's wrestling right now and, yeah. you know, just go from there. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and I want to go into the matches. I think we're going to have to save that for an episode. I think so, too. I, I want to go through the men's freestyle finals and weights, and, and some of these women's weights were mm. really, really good. Um, I also want to talk about the Burroughs-Dake-Goat conversation. I started a tweet that got a lot of activity saying that Burroughs, I think, is the GOAT. And I got a lot of pushback with Cal and John Smith, and I, I love Cal. Um, I think all things considered, I would put Jordan at the top of the list because of what he's done, not just medal wise, like yes, Cal went undefeated in college. Yes. John Smith has more gold medals than Jordan. Jordan's also been the face of the sport, built a brand for a has, long time and has over 600,000 followers like that. Wrestling's never seen that before. Yeah. He's just, he's been pretty much the face of us wrestling ever since I've been watching freestyle. Right. So, yeah. And it, so it's like people are like, oh, John Kell. Yeah. I, I, those guys are great. But I, and, and it's, it's always a conversation that's up for debate and dialogue. There is no award. Um, we could potentially give one, but we, I mean, we can. We're pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got Jordan as the goat in basketball, but you know, if there's two Jordan goats, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I, I definitely think. <laughs> And we'll we'll talk more about the Jordan Dake match in future. Um, this year especially is interesting because at Dake medals, which I think he will, he has the world team oh, spot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Jordan's gonna I, decide. I think, I think he'll win. Yeah, I I do too. I think maybe Sitikoff beats him. That's gonna if, be a match. If, if not Sitikoff, so I think Dake takes. Depending on here's the other thing that's interesting is. He's not seated because he's coming down from 79 kilos. So you could he could have Sitikoff, you know, first round, which will be interesting. But yeah. we'll get into that. We'll get into some of these finals. Mm-hmm. We're going to save that for episode 111 for now. Real quick, who's your tournament OW? We got turn- it's, I mean, I want to. I'm going to give it to my boy, Thomas Gilman. Yeah, Gilman. Gilman's worthy. He looked, he looked awesome. 
Nick Nick Lee, I'm like I don't know what it is, but his wins over Zayn and Yanni, mm-hmm. I just it... I'm giving it to Gilman because he got a lot of crap going into the tournament. You know, a lot of media saying that he's that he's regressed since yep. coming to the NLWC and he dominated the whole tournament. And NLWC, by the way, with half of the men's freestyle team. Half. Like you have yeah. Gilman, Snyder, Taylor. And there was a couple of people on Twitter like, oh, well, some of them are implants. Who cares? So, so what? Yeah. That's welcome to professional sports. Right. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. Like, um, I, I think he wrestled awesome. Yeah. And then my match, match of the tournament. Um, gotta be Zahid Bo for me. That, yeah, that was both well, those guys are both really good. Yeah, I, I was happy for Bo. That, that match, he was fired up. You could tell it meant a lot to him. I think both super unbiased opinions by me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bo, I think a lot of people know he's going to MMA and and they know how focused he is when he gets something in his head. And I don't think people were expecting him to be in the finals of this. He's just a gamer. He's freaking good. Yeah. He's, so, yeah. he's a Bo knows athlete. wrestling. Yeah. He sure does. Bo knows wrestling. But yeah, Nick Lee. Right. I mean, can I give the OW to a third place guy? You can give it to whoever you want. I, I mean you can, give it, you can give it you can give it hey, you can give it to anybody. It, it's your it's your OW. Yeah. I might I, I gotta give it to Nick Lee just hey, because I'll he, take it. I'll I'll let him know. You know, after I got crap for not giving him more Hodge votes of mine, because apparently you have more than one vote, according to people. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give this one to Nick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. With that. Promo like code it. Chenzo, manscaped.com. We'll be back for more off. trials tech trials talk. Free shipping, 20 percent off lawnmower 3.0. C-E-N-Z-O, Chenzo. Yeah, Senzo. and that is it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as i did if you did enjoy this episode of the podcast be sure to leave a five-star rating review on apple podcast and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes for more wrestling content be sure to follow bash mania on facebook twitter and instagram and follow me i'm at jbash on instagram and at justin jbash on twitter and the beat goes on